creativity is like a muscle. You can train it, actually. The more you execute it, the more you train it, the better you get in being creative, actually. So it's as easy as that. Welcome to a brand new episode of our podcast, Human and AI, Mind Machines and the Gradient Descent. Thanks for tuning in to our geeky podcast to discuss the fascinating field of AI and machine learning, corporate craziness, passion for technology and the role of humans. We are Uli and Avery, your hosts for this episode. And today we're super excited to bring you this very special session. We don't just have one genius mind on the show, but two. So you can expect double insights and, of course, double fun. Those of you who are into the Siemens podcast game might even recognize their voices. Please join me in welcoming our podcast fellows from the Talking Creativity podcast, Tobias and Bianca. Genius <laughs> wow. mind, double fun. Oh, wow. That's high pressure. Pressure is on. What a motivating introduction. <laughs> Thanks for the invitation. It's not even through. We are not even through. It goes oh. further, right? Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets even better. So before we start off, let me quickly say one or two sentences about the main characters of this episode. So one of today's genius minds is Tobias Eismann, who is not only an engineer, founder, TEDx speaker, but also a passionate researcher. As a creativity strategist at the Siemens Creativity Lab, he unleashes creativity for innovation within people, teams, and organizations. So here you go. And directly, you know, let me also introduce uh, the wonderful Bianca Höflinger. Um, she's an expert in innovation marketing and communications at Siemens. Uh, to her, innovation is more than just creating new products and solutions. It involves people sharing passions and unleashing the creativity to provide a better world. How dope is that? Yeah, that's bold. And we can't wait to learn more about you and about creativity in the context of AI and organizations. So let's start this episode and let the creativity flow. So guys, how are you and where do we catch you today? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I never got such a nice and, and kind introduction. So I'm, I'm like flattered. So thank you very much. At first, I'm, I'm actually just at home, my boring home uh, home office setting actually so at my dinner table that turned into my like yeah office setting in a way bianca where are you um first of all thanks a lot for the lovely introduction again i'm oh god i feel so i'm really impressed um so you got me already and the pressure is on as well um actually it's the same for me toby to be honest i'm also here in my home office nothing special chilling with my two cats they're always by my side uh, while i'm uh, working from home and i'm so excited to talk to you guys today yeah that's pretty awesome so let's start with an easy one right at the beginning so what is being creative, what is that? <laughs> Bianca, that, that goes out to that, you. Yeah, that's <laughs> a very broad question, but um, maybe my interpretation or my definition of being creative is, um, is my human ability to, to imagine things, to create something, something new, to come up with a new idea, think from different perspectives, to, in the first place, solve problems that exist in the world mm -hmm. or that I have. It could be as simple as I don't know what to cook um, because I only have two ingredients. That's a very simple example we always use. And um, yeah, it's coming up with new ideas, 
using my imagination for solving problems. Toby, what do you think? Yeah, beautiful. I mean, nothing more to add, I guess. It's just a wonderful human ability that we all share. And I think very often we we miss the this this opportunity to be creative. Um, but it's beautiful if you really like harness that and we get the benefits mm -hmm. or like the, the, the feedback, the positive feedback, mostly in the long run, not in the short run, but yeah. And speaking of um, harnessing creativity or making use of that, would you say that anyone can be created? Is it something uh, that we have to, or that we also can continuously foster? Or is it just something you're born with um, and it can't be really taught? Actually, a lot of people think that they are not creative and it's either you're born or not like kind of born as an uncreative person, but that's just not true. I, I always talk to the people and say that's just like a way of getting out of the, 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 the pressure of being creative, I guess, saying, oh, I'm just not able to be creative. So you, I'm not really into like training and working hard because being creative means really hard work. It's way more cognitive effort than just doing your routine work. Um, but that leads me to the fact that everybody is creative. We all have and share this ability by birth, even compared to the classical intelligence you, you, you measure with an IQ test. Um, researchers found that this relies way more on your genetics and what you are mm. probably provided by birth compared to uh, your creative ability. So creativity is like a muscle. You can train it, actually. The more you execute it, the more you train it, the better uh, you get in being creative, actually. So it's easy. It's as easy as that. Train. Awesome. So that means, uh, like, going to the gym, that means actually also that, you know, with your founding of the Siemens Creativity Lab, that's like the gym for, you know, all, yes, all, all creative <laughs> athletes, right? Exactly. So can you share a bit on the purpose of the lab? What's, what's, what, what is being like and what is the, you know, the activities to, you typically do there? I guess, th yeah, that's, that's, that's a question that goes to me, but I would like to hear your perspective on that, Bianca. I'll do my best. So um, with the Creativity Lab, we want to create offerings for not only Siemens, but also the external Siemens world. So for mm. people actually to foster their individual human ability, creativity. And therefore, the whole team has created different formats, offerings. You can imagine something like workshops. That's the so just as simple as it sounds. It's a, it's a workshop where you get tools and ways to foster your creativity and to train it. As we just said, it's, it's like a muscle and the creativity team will give the people the tools to do exactly that. And um, apart from that, there are many, many other formats that support basically in the first place, the ability to yeah be more creative, to be more reflective with it also to maybe in the first place not um, already apply everything to it but maybe just to reflect be aware of your own creativity see okay it's it's there but um, how can I find out how can I work with it best and yeah. and then as a next next step uh, the team will give the tools to do it sustainably so for the long term and not only for for a short period of time for the one single workshop, but for the long term. Yeah, Bianca will get hired as a salesperson now <laughs> for the lab. But just one thing to add, there's no ready-made solution for anybody and any team out there to be creative. So it's, it's not just follow the five steps approach, whatever, all this blah, blah, blah. That's not how creativity works. It's way more than that. It's a lot of effort. 
So that's the reason why we called it the lab, because it's a place where we kind of discover and explore ways to improve our creativity together with the people. So it's not that we have the knowledge, we just throw it over at you and you apply mm. it and that's it. That's not how it works, but it's a close connection with and, and close collaboration with all the teams. So in order to also find probably new ways of doing it, because there's a lot of knowledge out there how you could do it. But as I said, there's no ready-made solution, especially if it comes to individual creativity. Everybody has his, his or her own kind of way of being creative. I bubble mm. over with a lot of ideas while I'm talking. Other people might have uh, might need silence in order to be creative and, and generate ideas. So everybody has to find his or her own way of doing so. This is the, the great thing about it because we do not offer it only to a specific group of people within Siemens that do innovations. Mm -hmm. But we do it because creativity is something that is a topic for, for everybody. So mm -hmm. and we offer it to communications people, to finance people, to people that just do admin, administrative stuff or anything. Uh, because, yeah, as I said, it's a topic for everybody. And I think that's a, that's a great thing to bring all these different people also together within one creative community. Nice. That's beautiful. And I see the creativity already sparking here. <laughs> I like that a lot. And I think you already went into that direction. Why is it so crucial to foster creativity? You said it's like it applies to a lot of people. It's relevant for a lot of people. But why does companies like Siemens um, even need to, to strengthen its creative capability? I mean, um, that's a big one. Uh, first and foremost, I guess, uh, creativity is a wonderful human ability that I guess gets even more important for the future. I mean, if you look into different um, studies like World Economic Forum, um, IBM, like older ones, uh, a lot of people, smart people around the world think that it's an ability that is growing uh, of importance for, for people and organizations for the future. Yeah, especially, I mean, we're in human and AI podcast. When we talk about AI, I think a lot of logical reasoning and all that stuff, and probably also create, uh, creativity, where we'll talk about that later, I guess, um, will be taken over more and more about uh, from, from machines, basically, right? But hopefully, um, creativity will stay or be the unique differentiation to machines a little longer for humans, for us humans. Mm -hmm. that's, that's it. And I guess only by applying and like giving the people, the teams, the, the, the space to be creative, we can really kind of reinvent our organization and stay competitive in the long run. And I think there are also like other reasons, like the younger generations are like more demanding uh, for creative jobs, actually. So that's like a study by, by Adobe that the younger people look for jobs. So if we want to like win the war for talent as Siemens, for example, and we want to attract the, the talents for the future, we probably also should look for that and, and enable more creative jobs and, and talk about that more. But also if you look into research, um, there's like a starting research field about um, health and creativity that also create like executing your creative muscle basically can can help you to be, be or like increase your well-being probably and also create a, a resistance for for depression for example i mean creative creativity cannot cure any like illnesses or stuff like that but there's first research done in that field that probably also enables people to like stay healthy and and yeah and i also already talked about meaning like if you really be creative and you see your own little part that you generated in your mind your little idea and you see that in the in the final result of the product the service whatever you sell as a company i think that also definitely gives meaning to you 
and, and and that leads to more fulfillment as compared to you would probably just execute a process that is designed by someone else, right? So I think that there are a lot of reasons reasons to really um, deliberately or explicitly foster creativity in, in an organization. Yeah, I love that. Um, working towards uh, creating a greater purpose, reinventing the company. Um, it's even healthy. We stay competitive. Uh, we're an ad attractive em employer in the end. It's amazing. We should do more. Now you already uh, outlined uh, what the lab is about, um, the why, why you do it or why we have to do it at a company like Siemens, but now maybe um, about the how. And you also mentioned a little bit about like workshops, about some approaches, but how do you in more detail approach fostering creativity in such a like complex organization with a long and successful track record? Um, I guess there might be a lot of departments with a tendency to rather stick to, to old patterns, um, staying on the safe side, on the familiar side and doing things in the same su successful way as before. Um, how would you approach to, to break that mindset or shift it? Yeah, that's that's the big challenge. I mean, first of all, first of all, it's hard because we're a very successful company. So people kind of say, hey, why should we change something? We're already successful, right? And that's definitely true. We're all creative. So I think we should really be like careful in, in like telling the people, hey, it's not us that we know everything better, but it's just us to enable uh, enable you guys to become even even better, right? So it's first and foremost very important to create the awareness for like, hey, what's the value behind creativity? How can you start to reflect on your very own creative ability? So it's like starting this process to make the people think about themselves and their own creative ability and how they can probably foster that. Because when I do um, talks about creativity, I mostly end up saying, hey, the biggest enemy of creativity is yourself, right? So it's not... Of course, there are a lot of like boundaries and, and things that happen around you that might block your creativity. That's also true. But first and foremost, I would like to enable the people um, reflecting on their selves and say, hey, in which moment am I locked in, in a box? And, and how can I get out of that? And probably look at the same problem from a different angle and generate new thoughts through that. So it's first and foremost that way of really like making people think and reflect about their own creativity. That's the first step. And then of course, like enable them with tools, especially leaders, leaders with like rituals and, and designs to really incorporate um, things that enable creativity in their teams, in their daily lives, all that. It's also about creativity techniques. Of course, it's about like, how can we discover the problem space in a more like profound way Right, because a lot of like the magic about creativity happens on the problem side and not on the solution side while generating ideas. And what I also very often say is when, when people do brainstorming, for example, and they generate ideas, they mostly focus on the output and say, hey, what are the ideas we have on the table? That's important. But way more important, I guess, is also reflect on, hey, in which box are we now locked in, right? This meta level kind of thing, right? Thinking about, hey, how are we creative right now? And not just focusing on the output, but focusing on how can we be more creative and what can we change the team setting and all that. So it's more about also about like, how do we create an environment, a setup to be even more creative? And as a leader, for example, also, how can we steer this interplay between divergence? So generating a lot of different ideas and convergent thinking. So coming back to one idea. And this is very important to, to understand. And I guess that kind of gives a bigger picture of what we do and how we do it. But there will, will come even more 
and we're gonna get a, a website launched soon that will like explain all the different offerings and things we do with teams awesome thanks for sharing diverge i, I diverge continuously in in uh, I'm, I'm hot in focusing right is <laughs> yeah, but they're they're actually it's it's interesting aspects right that sometimes uh, creative solutions and innovations arise from limitations because yeah. you have to think out of the box mm -hmm. you have to be creative around that right and i guess we all somehow suffered the last years a bit of a limitation with regards to the a crazy pandemic right mm, um true. so do you do you have the feeling you sense this fuel the bit of the engine of creativity of people um what's what's your view on that Definitely. I think it's somehow being creative in a different way and coming up with different ways to uh, find solutions then. Um, I think there are many new tools that came up within that time frame. We, we named them, but that also helped us to be creative, for example, in a team. I think that was especially a huge challenge uh, with, uh, in the last years to be creative within a team. However, I think it actually sparks our creativity Yeah, well, in a different way, because um, in general, when we think about limitations, I think it will help our individual creativity to spark. I think, I mean, yeah, that example doesn't really fit to the COVID uh, pandemic, but um, um, still, I, I just I just tell the story because we just had a podcast yesterday and um, it was a hack bay. With, with many people there and they got a challenge. It was like a hackathon, hackathon with people and um, they had a really, really broad challenge they had to solve, a lot of different students. And many, many students complained that, that, they, that, is, that the challenge is too broad and uh, they actually seeked for, for more limitations or guidelines or anything in that manner. So I think for many in the first place, it's hard to, to work with constraints or limitations, but mm. it lets us be more creative in a different way. And I think that that goes along with um, the, the question you, you, you just raised, um, that Definitely. we also had to be more creative um, the last two years. Yeah, we, we definitely need limitations. I give you an example. So a typical um, creativity test is the so-called alternative use test. So I just imagine a paper cl clip, for example, paper clip, yeah, and you think of different alternative uses. So at first, you don't have to really think about it. The first ideas pop up in your mind right away. But, but the more you think, the more you have to limit your thoughts deliberately in order to come up with new ideas because you're not able, your brain is not able to really generate ideas, alternative uses for the paperclip while just thinking openly. What you have to do is take your paperclip and put yourself in your thoughts in a, in a surrounding, in a limitation like the living room, the kitchen, whatever, the garden, right? And while limiting your thoughts in one specific situation with the paperclip, that generates new thoughts way better than just leaving the space way open because it's just not, we're not able to generate all the different uh, solutions while just opening all the spaces up. So therefore creativity is very reliable, uh, is relying very much on the interplay between breaking out of patterns and, and the spaces, but also limit yourself in a way. Mm -hmm. And one other comment, quick comment on the COVID situation. And I think 
that's that's definitely a limitation and that's always sparks in a way new thoughts and new opportunities because you are forced to do something differently like there was a the subway strike in 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 london somewhere back in time i guess and um after the strike they noticed um um not all the people the passengers came back but the passenger numbers went down because people were forced to choose another way or another route uh, to their workplace for example and they mm. found out that this one actually this one was actually better right mm. faster whatever but they never tried another a new path because they were so stuck to their routines their patterns that they always went with a subway so sometimes you have to force yourself or you have to f get forced somehow and that was definitely the covid situation but there was also a new uh, magazine uh, not magazine new article published in the nature magazine uh, just recently i think a month ago or something they found out actually that divergent thinking so the breaking out of patterns the generation of a lot of different ideas that was definitely better working in person actually compared to remote work so if you really want to generate a lot of different ideas uh, it's better to come and join in pairs actually um, in one room if it comes to convergent work like selecting ideas and bringing them together and choose one idea to go forward with that doesn't matter if you do it remote uh, through teams or in person there's no difference so that's just a quick and very concrete learning um, i could took could take out of out of this uh, article that's super interesting mm -hmm. and especially that you mentioned the the aspect of bringing the people together um, putting them in a room And now um, I add another dimension. What if the rooms were colorful? There were flip charts everywhere and sticky notes, crazy and cozy corners, maybe even designer furniture. Because in the past years, we saw that more and more labs emerged within large corporates and they're often also located in fancy co-working spaces. And that also goes with startups or newly established companies. Um, so what's your take on on creative workspace design, what role um, or what impact does that have on employee performance or creativity in the end? That's a really good question. I, I mean, I'm not an expert, but uh, we also talk to experts and um, Toby will also definitely have something to say after after my part. Um, but we had the opportunity to, talk, to speak to um, Joachim Grip. He's the CEO of the design offices um, mm -hmm. and the design offices, um, they are basically co-working uh, spaces that they offer all over Germany. Um, I think they focus on the bigger cities. And um, yeah, we have the, had the opportunity to speak to him about creativity and their correlation to um, creativity. And um, what their goal is also with the design offices is to create a space for collaboration. And this is something, yeah, really special when it also comes to creating workspaces um, to Yeah, bring people closer together so they can discuss, get in a conversation with each other, so they can spark their creativity when they're talking to each other. This is one uh, very important aspect, but something you also touched upon, sticky notes, colorful rooms and everything. Um, also, um, we found out that studies show, maybe Toby has the exact studies that show it, but uh, we just learned that um, as long as um, people feel comfortable, in a room, they can be more free with their creativity. So something like warm colors or having plants in there or maybe even something more personal to it, like having 
personal photos there or anything you can you somehow attach to and will create um, a feeling of um, being more comfortable and therefore you yourself as a person will feel more freely to also speak about your ideas as crazy as they may be and uh, yeah spark creativity so in the end it will also have an a positive impact on the employee uh, performance to get uh, back to your question. Uh, so it will definitely be worth investing into that and creating rooms where yeah, people feel comfortable. It's not just fun and cool looking to have colors and paintings and maybe a kicker or anything. There is um, a reason behind. Yeah, true. Or? Beautiful, okay. ex beautiful explanation. I, I just would like to add the, the fact that being creative is something pretty personal. So um, talking about my very personal ideas is something I, I put out my thought, my idea on the table uh, with a fear of probably getting judged by you. So yeah. um, creating a comfortable atmosphere through the surroundings, through the spaces um, helps you to open up actually. Like uh, if you just imagine yourself sitting in a boardroom from Siemens board, for example, pretty cold, clean, everything perfect, right? Compared to, I don't know, a very comfortable lounge situation where you can relax, sit back. Where would you rather open up your your and 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 talk about freely open your thoughts? I think it also depends on yourself, like what yeah. person you are. But that definitely helps, um, and especially also a lot of startups, um, yeah, create those unready, rough-looking spaces, also for like signaling reasons, right? Because the Euro palette, for example, why do a lot of companies use that in their spaces? I don't know, probably also other reasons, but it signals something that you also accepted here with rough and unready thoughts and things. So not everything that has that pops out of your mind and you speak out loud has to be perfect, right? So everything is accepted. So talk about whatever crazy, random, stupid idea you have. Just say it out loud because we we value the uh, yeah, probability that my probably stupid idea may spark something in, in Uli's head or something that might help and, and increase the performance of the team, whatever. There's definitely an influence and we underestimate mm. that very often, I guess. So we talked a lot about creativity in the organizational setup, but we are still a bit of a geeky thing here, right? A bit of a geeky, geeky Pascal. So, um, and I think a lot of discussion in the last years have been saying like, hey, um, you know, technology will take automation, will make us more efficient, right? Efficiency and optimization, a natural reflex of the German folks here, right? Um, comes, comes along with, with advances in technology. Though, um, you know, that brings uh, freeing up people for being, you know, creative, right? And being creative in tasks and these kinds of aspects. Though, um, from a technical perspective, right, if you look on that, um, you just explained that, you know, creativity is, you know, finding patterns, um, you know, and all kinds of random distributions maybe, right, um, that are there and trying to correlate it to something meaningful or non-meaningful or random artifacts, which is obviously also by, by definition something machines do very good, actually, also, or maybe you can train these systems. So um, is can an AI, can a technology, can a software be creative? Can you just associate, you know, the label, this is creative, or is it just a pattern matching? What would you say here? Yeah, I mean, when we think of the basic definition of creativity, where we say, you just mentioned it earlier, actually, that when we 
um, being creative means to, to create something new, um, something um, that hasn't existed before, maybe. And then we could say, yes, an AI can be creative then we can definitely say yes. But if you ask if it can be truly creative <laughs> and maybe be um, compared to our human creativity, I think, but that's only my my opinion on that, um, is that there are still some limitations that differs us extremely from, um, from technologies, from AI, from computers, from whatever technology. One aspect is that as human, we have emotions, we have unconscious bias from the past, we have our intuition. I, I think I'm not really into the topic of how AI is um, definitely working, but I think this would still be an aspect which is lacking when it comes to, when it comes to um, technologies. Because in the end, it it will be when, for example, we have as sudden outer influences that change situations very quickly, very suddenly. And I think in this case, in this situation, it's all about human intuition, and it's all mm -hmm. about yeah, using this at this moment. So I think this will be still hard for an AI to then create creativity. Um, yeah, create a an, a yeah. different creativity. Beautiful. I know why I pass on the hard questions to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it's beautiful. I mean, I, I also, I'm not able to answer that question because I have yeah. no clue about how an AI, AI works. The thing is that also like what you said, the pattern matching and all that stuff, I think our creativity in our brain also kind of works like that sometimes, mm -hmm. but it's not everything that is, in, in my point of view, associated to really truly being creative as a human being. But I would say that I have no clue where this development of an AI will like go in the future. Um, I think, and today I would say AI is, is a beautiful augmentation or it augments our human creativity in a way, I guess. And I like that picture. But I mean, if we see that there's also an, an, an AI out there that is also already generating art and stuff like paintings, right? We can also say that that's kind of creative, right? Because mm. they just connect knowledge about how other paintings are made and then generate something new out of it. So it, it's, I'm just curious how this development will go forward. Yeah. I think for today, for organizations, I think it's important to understand that creativity is probably the hardest thing to master for an AI for the future, I hope, at least. <laughs> so uh, the best thing is that we humans should and organizations, we should focus on fostering more of our creativity because that mm. keeps us apart from an AI, at least for the near future. What the far future will bring, I don't know. You're the AI expert. What do you think? I'm too geeky, too nerdy to that. For me, it's obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, there is no, um, you know, there's, there's clear evidence that machine learning systems, or let's say data, uh, data and pattern matching algorithms um, can somehow come with correlations which seem surprising mm -hmm. um, to a human. And that mm -hmm. the surprising element, oh, I didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. These kinds, uh, I could say, is part of um, a progress, which may be being creative. And the second aspect is that the interaction with the human coding-specific training systems, right? Um, mm -hmm. So machine learning systems don't come alone by that. Mm -hmm but come also actually with some, some authoring 
Right. Yeah. Training the systems or augmenting the systems or using the systems, interacting with the systems, um, saying, okay, I want to have query prompts or data injected in there. And that means actually in all of the cases that we saw and see is currently still actually a collaboration of software yeah. and human uh, fostering as, as others may use the pencil and to paint, right? And now you can have this somehow multimodal interaction of, of you know, being creative in a lot of dimension. Yeah. So still it comes along as a good tool which sometimes feels like autonomy as one as the aspects of AI um, maybe in there. But though most of the awesome stuff, creative stuff for me, at least creative stuff is done in, in human, human AI or a human machine or a software interaction, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Mm. Yeah. And this leads us perfectly to um, something that we love in this podcast. And those of you that, who listen regularly um, may also know it because we really love quotes. And here's a quote for you. So according to Professor Marcus du Sartoy, the author of The Creativity Code, the role of AI is a kind of catalyst to push our human creativity. And you also already mentioned that notion of like the interaction between the systems or like between a system and a human and the augmentation. But uh, maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on that. So what do you think about this quote? Yeah, maybe I can elaborate on that a little bit. Because That's I think one she takes, but <laughs> no, I'm, <sorry. laughs> I'm just gonna repeat what you said. No, um, I think it's it's as actually Toby already said. It's a, it could be really a, a great interplay between technologies and human. So, for example, I mean AI can create something that maybe we as a human could not imagine before. And that could be such a great inspiration. It could be something like giving us impulses for a new solution we're looking for. Let's say we have a problem and we just use AI or the technologies to help us to, to spark our first creativity and then develop it further so it can yeah, be something great um, at the end. So definitely when we look at the quote, I would say yes. It is definitely a, a catalyst for creativity because it inspires us. It could inspire us in many ways because it shows what we maybe cannot imagine in our head and shows what is what is possible. Yeah. Because I can I can just uh, give you also a very basic short example because at, at Siemens we also have a tool uh, for communications, which is an AI smart content tool. And um, you can give some keywords there. For example, you would like to create a text or a blog article or anything similar to that. And you can say, okay, what's, what's your goal? Where would you like to head? Uh, where, where are you heading to? And then the tool gives you suggestions for um, headlines or for whole entire texts that you can use. Um, based on yeah different inputs and it also takes uh, many many aspects from research what did people like about it what is trendy at the moment um, what should you not mention maybe currently during uh, crisis times or anything and then it gives you suggestions about any text that you can use and I think also when I think about communications this could be a great tool actually we you don't have to use the whole text for it but it is a kind of spark for your creativity to develop it even further so just a small example
increasingly on more and more predictable and repetitive tasks are taken over by algorithms and we said that's actually something good because it opens up the space for us to be creative um, and that also allows us to um, be human um, and there are numerous examples of um, AI breakthroughs also in the past where AI is actually becoming creative. And you just mentioned one, but there are also plenty of others like the Bach bot, where an AI makes music, which sounds like it was composed by Bach or um, also Alpha Zero, um, where like Alpha Zero um, was able to, to play moves which human beings have never like thought about. Um, or very recently, OpenAI and now also Google presented a newly developed program that can turn simple text in instructions into high quality images. And those models are called DALI2 and Imagine. And um, they use AI to create realistic images of artworks um, only from the text descriptions and that written in natural language. So, um, Would you also say that that can be inspiring? So you put something in, you get something out, and then based on that, you can maybe create something even bigger? Or is that even like somehow threatening um, our unique ability to be creative and maybe that ability which also makes us human in the end? Yeah, I, I like those examples, actually. And I think that's also good or are good examples of how you can augment your human creativity by using technology. And I love this. I mean, I just got across this Dali E2 uh, in a little project together with, with Uli, and I was amazed what you can do with that. And I love it. Like this a, a armchair uh, in the style of an avocado or something. And then yeah. that, that's just super cool. And I guess it's something you, as a human being, you, you're able to imagine that very easily in your, in your mind or in your brain, basically. But drawing it, visualizing it, It's a lot of effort you have to put in in order to showcase it to someone else and rework it and all that stuff. And I think if you, you're, you're able to just generate visualizations, basically, with just text and stuff, right, that makes it easier for you to really collaborate in teams. So I think it kind of augments your, your creativity by also, like, I would also say the accelerating, probably, the, the team creative process in mm. a way. Mm -hmm. So, so I love that. I mean, I'm not able to project what the, the how the the AI will develop in the future because I'm not an expert. But up to now, I love all, all those examples how they they help us to be even more creative. And I'm really curious what other like new technologies come around in order to help us to be more creative. So that's pretty cool. Bianca, Tobias, um, we, we are almost at the end. No, not yet at the end. Um, <laughs> but um, we would like to get, you know, a bit of your view and maybe recommendation from your sides uh, on the folks out there, right? Um, you've seen a lot of craziness. You've seen a lot of creativeness, <laughs> right? You've seen also what it means actually trying to, you know, being a creative innovator in a large organization with sometimes lunatic, right? Um, so... If you reflect back in the days, you know, in your early uh, beginnings, what kind of recommendations would you love to have heard prior or would you now give, you know, the folks out there to advance and, you know, sharings? Actually, I am still in my early beginnings, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> I just started uh, one year ago. I finished my, my, my master's studies and started one year ago at Siemens. Um But what I can definitely say, and it sounds so easy, 
but it actually is. Uh, just do it. Um, just try it out. Um, if not you, then who is who else is gonna do it? You never know if you never try. But um, yeah, maybe just um, yeah, try to open up yourself and try it out. Maybe just as a little small steps. It's, it should not. Maybe it must not be the most crazy or the craziest idea you have in your head, and you directly want to change the whole world. But you can do it in little little steps. Um, and, and try it out and see how it feels for yourself. And then you can develop even further, um, build up your, your yeah, own creative confidence with it, and then um, yeah, develop even further. What I can also definitely recommend is um, what Toby and I did somehow, find people in your organization or in your team um, yeah, where you can team up with something like, uh, yeah, where you can, where you know you can unleash your creativity, you have the space, you have this psychological safety somehow to express your crazy ideas. And that is also supporting you on your journey to, to yeah, say it out loud, to push these projects further, to convince also other people to join. But I think it's really important to have that one buddy somehow in the team um, where you can, yeah, also... Um, go through uh, some draw some setbacks I would say I mean there will always be people that uh, do not really like your idea that think okay are you are you totally crazy you cannot do that it would always it would always be like that but um, yeah just um, push further maybe try to find different ways to to still follow your idea and uh, find people that support still support you and lift you up <laughs> when you have moments like that yeah Tobias what about yeah. you right given I, I your experience in, in university like academia <laughs> right and now corporate now a bit of innovator right that brings some some experience uh, yeah I was altogether. I was actually not expecting that question before I, I turned like 60 or 70 oh. um, I'm only 33 now oh, you but... feel old now I would say I mean the, the most important thing I tried to like or what I learned is kind of stay humble and always acknowledge that you don't know anything <laughs> that mm -hmm. sounds harsh but that's mm -hmm. that helped me a lot and through that reflect not not, not just as, as I said in being creative not just focus on the output but reflect more about yourself on the how you do things mm -hmm. how you are creative how you approach problems how you talk to people how you do things and reflect on that and try to learn from others and incorporate that that helped me a lot. I never focused on the output. I did things and yeah, I mean, I focused on the output because it, that's also relevant, but mm. in like growing, that helped me a lot. And I, that's something I th think if you know that very early in life and if you use that, that could, could help, might help, but ask me uh, probably again when I turn 70, I would probably tell something else. <laughs> yeah, we'll send out the invite. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, I think that we're gorgeous takeaways for the end and it's been a very uh, interesting and exciting session time was really flying um but our podcast is also a little bit creative because we have a creative um and we have a, have a little game that we like to play it's called authentic autocomplete hashtag trademarks hashtag trademarks <laughs> <laughs> So for the closing, I would like to give you a couple of sentence starters and then I would um, ask you to complete them. And I've, I would suggest that maybe Bianca, maybe you start with me. Mm -hmm. So Siemens is? 
creative. Amazing. Toby, creativity is... Um, the most important human ability. Nice. Technology with purpose is... Bianca? Uh, creativity, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And um, Toby, my favorite ice cream is... Um, always a different one. Love it. <laughs> nice. Um, Bianca, this is a pretty tough one, but I'm sure you will do a great job. If I could invent a rule for anyone in the world to follow, it would be? <laughs> That is really hard. Maybe show, just show love to the world. <laughs> That is so emotional. Be kind. Be Listen kind and show to, love to the world. To our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And last but not least, um, Tobias, tomorrow, the next new thing I will start is? Wow. Now you have to be creative. The next big thing I'm going to start tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Conquer the world. Now you got me. I relax. <laughs> That's also nice. You know, That's yeah, a big especially. thing for me, relaxing, actually. Yeah. Coming down, reflecting, so and and chill out uh, is also something. <laughs> Bianca, Tobias, thanks so much for your time. You know, it was really awesome, and I think it's you know it's it spores um, uh, the topic right. It's, it's something so easy flowing, right? It 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 triggers automatically more discussions on you know on advances on technology on being human, being creative, what else that means. So, folks out there, hey, step into the podcast room and check out their fantastic podcast about creativity and what it being you know in a corporate and launching the creative la creativity lab they're doing it with external and internal guests so that's pretty dope that's a pretty outside in and inside out perspectives and bianca tobia thanks so much for tuning in here and, and chatting with us thank you thank you it was wonderful Great. being with you and we're going to invite you to our podcast as well and have a nice discussion sure. there so in order to continue that. So that's just volume one from our podcast and volume two will follow. So Definitely. folks out there, you've heard it, right? Stay tuned. There's <laughs> a lot more to come. Stay bold, committed, and open-minded. And we hear us at the next Siemens or Creativity Lab podcast. Cheers. Cheers.